Well, good morning. Um, I hope you can understand my accent. Um, <laughs> true, true fact, when I, when I got married 26 years ago to Tammy, um, she had to translate to my mother-in-law because she couldn't understand me and she's South African English speaking. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can understand myself, so I don't know what the problem is. Um, but it is, it's so good to be here and um, I feel quite emotional, you know, being here as well, you know, because this is the, the birthplace really of, of the engine room of where everything sort of began. Um, and yeah, it's just incredible. And I just, you know, I bring greetings from South Africa. Um, my wife, Tammy, she's upset that she couldn't come. <laughs> but uh, my daughter is um, writing her final school exams. Um, so obviously she had to be there to keep her supported. Um, but also just bring greetings from all the children back in South Africa um, at Ikatelo Children's Village and also at Lily of the Valley. Um, they send their love and, you know, the kids were praying, praying for me. I'm getting emotional before I even started. <laughs> <laughs> they were just praying for this trip and, you know, it's just um, so great to be here. Um, you know, I'm going to share just some stories about what God is doing in South Africa. It's just, I mean, God is doing amazing things here as well, just coming into this church, just really feeling the love, and it's just so, so incredible. Um, yeah, and uh, I also just need to mention just a, a thank you as well to, um, obviously, Sharon and Dave that started this whole thing and we're just so appreciative of, of just the, the generosity of this church as well, just, you know, um, as Tertia was saying, a, a small church but such a big heart to give to the kids and it's just, it's mind-blowing really, I just, you know, I'm, I'm really touched. Um, I just thought I would uh, also just bring greetings from the Lily Board of Directors um, and Ikatela, which have now merged together as one, so... Um, they just send their love as well. They're so excited for me to be here. Um, but just I thought I'd start just sharing a little bit about uh, Tammy and myself um, and our journey on how on earth we got to take over some children's villages. <laughs> um, you know, it's... Uh, uh, but firstly, um, maybe if you go to the next slide. Um, so Caleb, I just, I just dumped the slides in him and you said to chuck them together. So you <laughs> did a good job there. Up there's uh, Tammy, my daughter Gabby, who's 18. My son is 21. He's finishing his final year of university, um, and yeah, so he's away from us. He's in Pretoria, while we we obviously based in Durban. That photo there was actually taken before we took over Ikatela. Um, you can see we were called Makaputu at first, um, then changed name um, to Ikatela Children's Village, which means the chosen ones. Our children are chosen by the Lord. Um, so, yeah, so we, we had quite a journey before we, we got, um, so obviously I'm born in South Africa, so is Tammy, we, we met at uh, Teachers Training College, uh, we studied as, as teachers, um, primary school teachers, we call them in South Africa, I think it's elementary age here. Um, and we, uh, once we graduated, we got married and we, two weeks later we left for England 
to London to go and teach and travel for what was supposed to be nine months. And it ended up being 15 years. Um, <laughs> I think God had to get me there first to, you know, to, to keep me there, especially when we arrived in the middle of winter and it was so cold. Um, but we, we taught for the first three years in London um, and as a supply teacher covering you know, teachers that are sick, which is like hectic stuff. Um, it was a bit of a cult culture shock just seeing the behavior of, of the children there um, compared to the strict South African law, you know. Um, and then after three years, we started a children's ministry, which was also supposed to just be for a year to test the ground and ended up being, what's well, still going today, but for 12 years, we ran a children's ministry reaching out to kids in inner city London. So it wasn't just uh, kids in the church. We only had five kids in our church when we started, so we thought, well, we need to go and find the kids, and we used to bus kids in from, I think you would call it here the projects, in, in London they call it the council estates. Um, so a lot of kids with drug addict parents and so on, so we did a lot of work with, with those types of, of kids. Um, I was friends with gang members, and you know, when we used to walk the streets in London, we could, everyone would, if they see a gang of people, they would cross over to the other side of the road, um, whereas I would be going towards them and them high fives and because all their younger brothers and sisters came to our kids clubs that we were doing so <laughs> so we were safe <laughs> um, in 2011 we came back to South Africa we really felt God was calling us back to we've always had a heart for the poor heart for kids um, when we were at teachers training college we used to go down to Durban um, where there's lots of street kids um, just hanging out on the streets and we'd take clothes and whatever we could find some bread and food and stuff, and we would go and give it to them. Um, so that was always like a passion of ours, you know, and we've always felt like we want to give back to South Africa. Um, so, but obviously God had kept us in London for, for all that time. But 2011 we came back, and we, we came back just, we sold our flat in London, which we'd bought. We came back not knowing what we we're going to be doing. We just felt God is saying, go, and I'll show you when you get there. And so we went, and we just started visiting different projects and things that were going on in South Africa. We thought, hey, you know, we've done this ministry in London. I'm sure somebody will snap us up, you know, and we'll be able to get paid, you know, <laughs> to survive there. Um, but, you know, God always has different plans <laughs> to, to our plans. Um, but fortunately, we had sold our flat so we could live off the sale of, of that flat. So we, we came across um, Makaputi at the time. And something just grabbed us about this place. Um, we got to know that the kids, and in fact, some of the, the children were going to the same school as my kids. So I just really, um, I mean, you can see that beautiful picture there. Um, the sun just shining over the village. The little bright colored buildings there, that's, if you haven't seen it before, that's Ikatela, now children's village. Um, so we volunteered for two and a half years. I'm just living off the sale of our flat. Um, after two and a half years, that money somehow started to disappear. <laughs> I don't know why. And um, we were left with a choice, you know, do we, um, we could go and get teaching jobs quite easily, or do we stay um, you know, helping the kids? And we also had started a ministry in the local community around um, the village there. And we really, as we prayed and just, you know, asked the Lord, what, what does he want us to do? We really felt that he, we, he was telling us to just keep going and trust me for your finances. Um, my son and daughter obviously are in school, we have to pay school fees. 
Uh, we were renting a place. We had a car. Um, it was about 25-minute drive to Ikatel every day. Petrol is expensive, as we know. Um, but we really felt God saying, I want you to step into a season just trusting me. And so we did that. Um, family members and a lot of friends were not too excited about that decision. But we really felt like this is what God wanted us to do. And, you know, we it was tough. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I remember... One day, um, well, there were many of these days, I was about to go and fetch the kids from school, and I said to Tammy, uh, we've got no food in the fridge, there's no food for supper tonight. Like, what are we going to do? Um, and I just remember driving into the school, and as I parked the car, a lady came up, a friend of ours actually, who was also, um, they were like doing a foster program. She came and just gave me this big bag of um, through my window, I said, oh, she said, oh, we got a donation of food. Do you, do you guys need some food? I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know? Um, and just, uh, we had um, so many stories like that of just uh, how God had miraculously just provided the right time, you know? And the, the one time, you know, we went to to church in the morning, and once again, our, our fridge was always empty. <laughs> um, and somehow, uh, Tammy's mother had got hold of our keys. I didn't know how she got hold of the, car, the house keys. When we came back from church, our fridge was full of food. Just, you know, and just little things like that. You know, just God just providing time and time again. Our rent was often late, but was always paid. You know, God, God provided for us. Um, I just thought I would, um, you know, obviously we, we eventually did take over the village at Ikatella in 2016. Um, I can't even actually remember what's on the next slide, but um, we, uh, and then obviously in Lily last year, we took over in, in September. Um, so that's a, that's a different slide to what I put there, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to just give a little bit of, of feedback um, just from the village, and I thought the best way to, to start would just be to show you. I just put together a little three minute clip. Um, I just filmed some of the, the kids from both villages, actually, Ikatela and Lily. Um, and so just so those of you that don't know, you can just have a quick, quick look. Okay.
Here we go. Those are my kids. <laughs> Such amazing kids. Um, you know, at Ikatella currently, you know, we've had a, a over COVID, it's very quiet. You know, we when we get children coming to the village, and at the moment, we the last sort of two months, we've had a lot of um, children coming, especially very young ones. Um, in fact, that Ikatella is pretty much full to capacity now, and as is Lily of the Valley. Um, so we have 47 children at Ikatella and 95 at um, Lily of the Valley. Um, so our youngest at Ikatella is two years old, a um, little girl that you saw at the end there. Um, and at Lily of the Valley, our youngest is five months old. Um, we've had two young children come, one at the age of three weeks old and four weeks old. We, we don't actually normally take such young babies, but um, I just... Couldn't say no. <laughs> you know, we've got to make a difference in their lives. And, you know, it's uh, KwaZulu Natal is where, where the, both villages are based. And, you know, I think the whole world has been gone through a really rough time, obviously, with COVID, as we know. Um, but especially in KwaZulu Natal, we've, we've had some real hard hits uh, with, obviously, COVID. Um, and on the back of that as well, we've had, um, you may have heard about the looting and rioting that happened. Um, last year in July, so you can see the picture there, um, just uh, right across KZN, and especially around the villages as well, the shops just got looted, um, it was going absolutely crazy, I'll share a bit more about that in a moment, and, um, and then this year we got hit with floods, <laughs> like really, really bad floods, uh, roads being washed away, um, I mean my trip to Lily of the Valley now is, has to, I have to go a different way because the road that I used to go on has now been washed away and they haven't fixed it yet. Um, so it's been a, a difficult time and, you know, navigating 150 kids, you know, through this, this time has, has been tough, but, you know, we've just seen God doing so many amazing things and often it's during these tough times that we're almost forced to step closer to Him and, and rely on, on His strength and, you know, to guide us and lead us, you know. Um, sometimes it's sad that we've got to go through tough times to do that, eh? because <laughs> we should be doing that all the time. Um, and I just wanted to just start just sharing this, this scripture um, in Psalm 91. Which So today I'm sort of speaking on just some testimonies and stories of uh, protection, um, God's promises, and also God's provision Okay, today. But Psalm 91 Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion of the cobra and will trample the great lion of the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him 
I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Um, what an amazing verse of God's protection. Um, during uh, COVID and, you know, Tammy and I, we would, before we went to bed every night, we, we read this verse and just prayed this verse over the villages, um, you know, that, that God would just protect us. We were, we were so worried, like, especially with our children, because we're in close proximity um, and a lot of children have very low immune systems um, with HIV, AIDS, and, and other things that we were concerned. Like if one gets COVID, you know, we we got a serious problem. And we had this, we just prayed this this thing every single night over two years. Um, and so I just wanted to share some stories, you know, just but just from that verse, you know, that he is my refuge and my fortress. No disaster will come near your tent. And that's what we were praying like. No COVID will come near our tent here, <laughs> you know. And in fact, right towards the end, um, seven kids and there were a few kids that you could tell her got at Lily as well got COVID, but um, they had like no symptoms at all. <laughs> um, so God really did protect us. Um, and so I just want to share just a few stories, um, just firstly on God's protection. Um, this story is, is called God's Fire of Protection. Um, I, I have this habit of just taking photos of different things because God is like working all the time and we, we miss out so much, you know, on what he's doing. And so I like, I'm a practical person and I'm a designer and that's why I've got lots of photos because uh, I like pictures and that's, that's how my, my brain works. So I just take photos all the time because you never know, God is working. Um, catch those moments. Um, and uh, so um, I mentioned earlier about the looting we um, we had a lot of problems just with writing and stuff all around the village. And I was, Tammy and I were living on site at Ikatello. We lived there for six years. And um, we could hear like just the crowds of people just shouting and, and cheering like close by the village. Um, all the shops in the area, there's little shops sort of in the community. Um, they were just attacking the shops and people were screaming and there's a gunfire all around the village and it was during the July holidays so the kids were home and they were hearing all of this you know gunshots and screaming and um, uh, hardware stores up the road they uh, robbed the whole thing and then just torched it to the ground they were attacking trucks uh, food trucks delivering you know food to shops and um, it was just it was a real sort of demonic um, attack just crazy and we began to be but concerned that they, they could potentially also attack the village. Um, and so, you know, we were thinking, well, if they do attack the village, they're going to go to the buildings. There's no point in hiding kids in buildings because they were burning buildings down. Um, so we we had to, we normally practice fire drills anyway to get the kids out of the, you know, if there's a, there's a fire, but we had to change our, our plan a bit and, and we practiced drills of getting all the kids out and, and take them down into the bush to hide in the bush. Um, so we did this a few times and you know the, the first the first night that it happened, the buildings were burnt down, there was all sorts of stuff going on. So the next day we did the practicing just in case you know something happened during that day. And I remember just feeling really fearful about that night because 
we're obviously quite exposed as a village um, where we're located. And we do have an electric fence that goes around the village, but um, you know, it's quite easy just to cut the wires and um, they can access the village. So, but uh, as we went into the night that night, um, suddenly the, this massive fire just um, began to start sort of behind my house, um, just outside of the fence. And um, if you look at the, the next picture, so there was obviously some of the writing pictures, but as I went down to the fence, Tammy and I were, if you just go back, sorry, Caleb, um, the fire was coming close to the fence. Now, on the electric fence, we have these little plastic insulators, and we're worried that if you know the fire burnt, melts those, and the, the wires will touch, and the fence is going to be just, it's not going to work, so it'll be easy access. The flames were coming right through um, the fence. It was sort of just around the back area of the village. Um, and the wind just suddenly picked up, and I've never seen the wind like this. It was going in this direction, in that direction, in this direction, and the fire was just going like all over. Um, and if you look at the next pictures, um, as we began to sort of watch the fire, the fire just it did, wasn't going away from the village, it was just following the line of the fence. Um, you can see the line going around. The wind w was so strong, it was just pushing the flames all the way around the village. And as, as the night went on, the flames literally went all the way around the whole village. And it was only then that I realized that actually no one is going to be coming through this fence tonight. <laughs> Unless <laughs> they're going to get burned, you know. Um, and, you know, just reminding of in Psalm 91 that, you know, God is protecting us, that He is our refuge and our fortress, and um, that He actually sent this fire to surround um, the village. I've never, you know, in, in the 10 years that I've been involved with, with Igatilla, seen a fire that's gone all the way around the fence line, and not normally it blows sort of a part of the fence, but it goes sort of away into the bush. Um, the next morning, um, I went out and just walked around the fence line just to check that the insulators are still okay. I couldn't find one melted insulator. Um, and the grass that had been burnt was all black and it just formed this line all the way around from the front gate all the way around to the other side. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God's protection. Um, just incredible. And I don't know whether there was a plan to attack the village, but what I do know is God was protecting us, and there was no ways anyone was going to get through that fence. <laughs> um, another story uh, just about um, God's promises is the story of the sunflowers. Um, so during COVID, again, you know, Tammy and I, we would do a lot of prayer walking around the fence line, um, just on the inside of the electric fence. And, you know, there's that verse in Joshua and also in Deuteronomy that says, wherever you place your feet, I'll give you that land. And there's just some pictures of Tammy walking around. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful view as well, just to be able to see all the, the dam and just uh, lovely scenery and stuff. But just really praying and just claiming the ground. We've been having um, a lot of problems with uh, some of our children, just manifestations and all sorts of um issues with the kids and so we were just walking the fence and just praying asking God to just break through and just you know just please help us you know, show us what to do and how, how to do it and um, every day after work um, we would just 
take a walk around the fence and just, just pray. I'd have to take my hockey stick with me as well, just in case of snakes, because we have a lot of snakes there. <laughs> um, fortunately, never came across any during the walks, but we have seen a lot of snakes. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd, heard, I'd read a story of uh, a company that uh, had this, this piece of land next to their, their building. It was like a, just an open piece of land, really like ugly piece of land. And so what they decided to do was to throw sunflower seeds into this land. And obviously the sun, sunflowers began to grow and it became such a beautiful piece of land. And they had this thing that they would say, you're allowed to, to the community, you can pick the f sunflowers, but as long as you bunch them nicely together and give them to an elderly person just to, to bless them, um, which I thought was just amazing. Um, and so we had been obviously, you know, praying and, and walking around the, the border of, of the village um, which we've been doing at Lily as well. And we decided to go and we bought a big bag of uh, sunflowers, sunflower seeds, and we just, every time we were walking around, we were just throwing sunflower seeds just you know, around the, the border. And just almost like a prophetic statement, just, you know, we've been having these issues with these kids and we're like, Lord, we're just prophetically throwing the this, this seed out, trusting you that, you know, that you're going to break through, that you're going to come through for us. And... You know, weeks went by as we'd been throwing, and there was no sign of any sunflowers. You know, we kept walking around, and eventually these, these plants started to grow, which I think were sunflowers, but they looked like weeds as well. <laughs> I began to, to question whether we'd been ripped off at the shop. You know, were these actually sunflower seeds, or were they something else? <laughs> and um, yeah, months went by towards the end of last year, and still no sunflowers. So I was feeling quite disappointed, and, you know, every time... We were doing a prayer walk around. Often, we'd do a walk around the village just praying. Something would happen in the village. But as soon as we got home, we'd get called into the village to go and sort something out, another issue. And it got to a stage where we almost felt like, you know, actually, I'm a bit afraid to actually do a prayer walk because I don't want anything to happen. <laughs> Let's just stay quiet. And But uh, we didn't. We just kept kept on going. And then um, the beginning of this year, we were blessed with a, a five-day holiday um, up the north coast and at a game reserve. While we were away there, we just, you know, it was an amazing time of just resting and recovering, especially after Christmas time because it gets quite busy at the village with all the kids. Um, and I just, I'll never forget uh, on our return home, um, you know, as we're driving down into the, the valley, um, what did we see? Sunflowers. <laughs> I wish I'd actually taken a photo from coming down because you could just see these yellow f sunflowers all around the village, just sort of take, taking off. And in that moment, it was just a, a, such a sign of just God just saying, you know, you, the sunflowers took a long time to come, but you know, sometimes you know, we've been praying and trusting for things that takes a long time to come, but God is always faithful. His promises are always faithful. Um, and just if, oh, there you go, we just. See that beautiful sunflower just coming through. Um, you know, God's promises will always come to pass. Yeah. Maybe not in our time, but in His time, which is, is always perfect. Yeah. Um, and so I was so encouraged when we saw that. Just I really felt right then that, you know, that God has, has heard our prayers. He's going to help us. He's going to show us how we can help these kids better. And just as we've gone into this year, we, we've seen... Like God just moving so much, especially even though we have in the village, we have some avo avocado 
trees, some lemon trees and, and things. And we had a few avocado trees in the six years that we've lived at the village. I've never seen one avocado on that tree. <laughs> and the one that does have avocados, you can't eat because they taste so bad. <laughs> and suddenly this year, the trees that have never had avocado pears had so many avos that the branches were falling down. The lemon tree in the bottom right, you can see there, had so many lemons. I mean, I took that photo, there was like hundreds on the floor as well still that had fallen off. The tree was just sort of like struggling to hold these lemons up. Even the potatoes at Lily of the Valley, we suddenly had this harvest of potatoes. Just, um, I mean, that was just one uh, load of potatoes. We had a whole lot more. The, at Ikatela, we've been planting um, pumpkins and things. I mean, the pumpkins, I've never seen such a big pumpkin. Everything was just like massive. And it just really felt, you know, as we've gone to this year, that this is a year of abundance. Um, you know? Amen. And even just with, bless you. <laughs> so allergies from the plants are coming through. <laughs> you know, and it's a year of abundance. And, I, you know, just as uh, I landed here and just uh, Caleb came to fetch me from the airport, and we were just chatting about this as well and just really feeling like, you know, with Love USA as well, I, I really sense like God is, God is doing something big here, you know. It's not for us, you know, it's, it's, what, it's for these children, it's for his children, and he loves these children, and he has an amazing plan for these children. Um, and it's just so exciting to, for us to, to be a part of this, you know. In 2 Corinthians um, 1 verse 20, it says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. Um, just in line with the, um, the sunflowers. In Isaiah 55, um, it says, you know, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose from which I sent it. You will go out with joy and be led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. All the trees of the field will clap their hands. What an amazing scripture. Um, the sunflower story, uh, I really felt I needed to share that today as well. Um, my wife was actually given some sunflowers just before I left from one of, one of her friends, and I was just when I was preparing what to what stories to share. When I came down to the kitchen, the sunflowers were sitting there, and I really felt that moment like I need to share the story. Um, and just uh, I really felt like today there, there may be someone, or maybe even some people that you've been trusting God for something in your life for a long time, just praying for something, and you haven't seen any fruit at all. In fact, you got so discouraged. You just felt like, you know, God is not hearing my prayers. And I just want you to know that I've come all the way from South Africa to tell you that God will answer your prayers. Your sunflowers are coming. Yes. Amen. Okay. God always provides. He always answers our prayers. Just another story um, on the next one. There might... 
Okay, God's provision. So we're back at the looting again. Um, <laughs> uh, if you go to the next one. Okay, so obviously all the trucks and everything that were being being attacked um, ended up with a big problem because we had no food. <laughs> and uh, so we went, uh, I remember going um, to the shops at Ikatela and at Lily we do a weekly shop of our fresh foods and every month we do like a monthly shop with the, the other you know, foods that we need. So our fresh foods are like our cheese and meat and um, bread and things like that. And so when we went to the shops, if you go, sorry, if you go back to the other, there was a, back to the other one, there's a, there's a massive queue trying to get into the shops and we stood in the queue um, with our list of what we needed to buy um, for seven hours in the queue waiting, watching people coming out from the shop with trolley loads of stuff. They were just loading up, you know, and the shop owners obviously didn't uh, limit like each person to have that. Just, people were just buying like just loads of stuff and we're thinking, what are we, by the time we get in there, like what's going to be left? And if you look at the next slide, when we got in there, there wasn't much left in the shop. And I'm thinking, Lord, I've got this list that we need to buy. You know, it's one thing trusting for four kids, but when, you, when you're trying to buy food for 50, it's, you know, it becomes a bit of a worry. And, you know, we got in there, and if you look at the next picture, I managed to get tomatoes and a block of cheese. <laughs> That's what I found. It was the last block of cheese. Unfortunately, it was, it was vegan cheese. <laughs> I didn't even know you could get vegan cheese. I don't know. When I took it back to the village, I just cut it up into for each uh, house and just gave them. I didn't tell them it was vegan cheese. <laughs> no one said anything, so I was like, okay, they just think it's real cheese. must taste pretty good. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, we got back to the village um, eight or nine hours later, and, I mean, the shops that were around that had food, they were just like queues of people down the streets. It was just crazy. Um, and I got a call when I got back to the village from one of the pastors at our church, and he said, how are you guys doing? Do you, do you guys need food at all? Um, so I said, yes, we do. He said, okay, well, I've got this truckload coming from up the north coast. He said, send me your, your shopping list. Um, so obviously, I, I could tick off the tomatoes and the cheese. We, <laughs> we've got that. <laughs> but the other list was quite long. Um, the whole area that we were, there were no potatoes, no vegetables. Because um, all the, the trucks from the farms couldn't get in, you know, to the shops. Um, so I sent him the list. Um, about five minutes later, he phoned me back. He said, okay, I've got everything on your list. The truck is arriving tomorrow by armed guard to the village. We'll, we'll drop off your food tomorrow. <laughs> How amazing is that? But sure enough, the next day, our food arrived. Um, and you know, everything on our list... Like everything was there, potatoes that you couldn't find anywhere it was there, and I mean you can just see like the food had arrived, and then after that we just got call after call after call from different shops saying we've got this extra food. Um, I think what happened was I don't even know where they got the food from, but it just kept on coming. We had like come fetch food, and we go take the truck and go and fetch more food. And you can see the fridge there was just full, the kids there at the bottom just helping sort out all the food. I've never seen so many onions in one place <laughs> over there. And milk and just everything. So God provided just miraculously. Um, amen. So um, if you go to the next slide, um, the story of the thermometer. <laughs> so 
Yeah, obviously we, we do have a lot of children in our village that are, have low immune systems and um, this was this actually, you know, recently the Lord has been speaking to Tammy and I and the management just about the, the story of the feeding of the 5,000. You know, we all know that story about how Jesus just provides, you know, there's always more than enough, you know, the 12 baskets that were left over. And, you know, just on the line with abundance and we're just like, we've been trusting the Lord that, you know, he will provide for us and provide us more so that we can we can also be a blessing to, to others as well. And so this year has been quite a tough year for us, you know, in South Africa, and I'm sure it's here as well. The fuel prices and food prices, everything's just gone like through the roof. Our, our petrol bill since February has like doubled, um, you know, because obviously we've got to get all the kids to school and it just it just never ends. And so we've been on a tight, tight budget this year and... We have, um, th these are like fancy thermometers, so every house has its own thermometer so that the house mom can check temperatures and one of our children, she's, she's always, oh, no, gets sick quite often, she um, got pneumonia a few weeks ago and you know, her temperature was up and down so we had to monitor her temperature. Now the thermometer we had that was like this um, was giving false readings, it was going up and down all the time, it wasn't working and I said to Tammy, we're going to have to go and buy a new one. And um, so when I went down to the shops, I, when I saw the price, <laughs> what it cost for a new one, I was like, well, we don't really have this in the budget. And, and some of the kids also needed some school stuff, a calculator, and you know, they needed it for the next day. And the total cost was going to come to about 1,500 Rand. I'm not sure what that is in dollars, probably not much, because the dollar is quite strong. But for us, it, it was a lot, and you know the the food. Well, the money that we had was budgeted for food, and so I, I just remember standing in front of the thermometer, going like, "Lord, like we really need this thermometer, um, because we have to monitor this child's temperature tonight, and we don't have the money to buy it. But I'm just going to buy it, and you need to provide, you know." Um, so I took money out of the food budget, and I bought the thermometer. I bought the calculator came to 1,500 rand and I said, Lord, you have to provide. Please, Lord, help us. Um, went home and I told Tammy that we, I bought the thermometer, but we're just going to trust that God's going to provide for us. And the next morning, I'll never forget, at two minutes past seven, my phone goes, bing. I looked at my phone and I get, obviously, every time money comes into the account, I get a reward. I mean, like a, a message in there. And it said their donation, 1,700 rand came in. <laughs> Two minutes past seven the next morning. <laughs> and God is just reminding me, you know, we got a hundred rand extra from that donation, <laughs> you know, because God is more than enough, you know, and it was like the extra baskets that he had, he had given us. Um, you know, God always provides for us, and time and time again, we have just seen how, how God has provided miraculously for the, for the village and just for, for us personally. You know, God is our protector. He's a God that always keeps his promises. He's a God that is our provider. Um, let's uh, pray. Lord, we just, we're in awe of, of you this morning and just what you have done for us. Lord, as we look back in so many of us in our own lives, just seeing the the amazing miracles that you do all around us. I just want to thank you, Lord, for, for what you are doing here in this church, Lord Jesus, and just the, 
the generosity of this church. It's just overwhelming, Lord. And I just thank you for, for each person here that has sown so faithfully over the years. I pray just for a, a blessing over them and over this church, Lord. We just thank you for, for what you're doing here and just the heart that they have. And that is so infectious, Lord. It's, we feel it right on the other side of the world. We just thank you, Lord, for, for the children, Lord, that, that you've given us and that you've blessed us with. And we just want to give you honor and praise this morning. Lord, I also just want to pray for, for those that are maybe feeling a bit distanced from you today. Um, those that have been trusting you for things in their lives that are just not seeing answers to their prayers. We thank you, Lord, that your promises are true and faithful. And I pray that you'd give them supernatural strength to, to step in closer to you, to press into you, Lord, and to, to know that you will provide, that you will protect, Lord, that you will bring your, your miracles into their lives, Lord. We thank you that you are working all around us every minute of every day. So Father, we give you glory this morning. We thank you, Almighty God, in Jesus' name. Amen.